Today I'm going to be sharing about how to have hope when all hope seems lost, when you don't know where to turn and everything seems to be turned upside down. I'm going to be sharing about my story of where I was 16 years ago when my husband and I separated and he filed for divorce. And I'm going to be real transparent about, you know, what what did I do and how did I get to experience really the joy and peace of the Lord despite my circumstances when everything seemed to be lost. So whether you are facing something or know of someone that is, you know, I know a lot of people who have have loved ones suddenly depart from them. And I know also people that have ended marriages and have had serious breakups of relationships and have strain in their family dynamics. And what do you do when you're experiencing that devastation? I want to encourage you with my story that there is hope and healing for any situation that when you partner with the Lord, all things are possible. And so I want to give you hope, not just for this holiday season, but for every day in life. And I want you to be able to give that hope away to other people. So here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. All right, my friend, I am going to get very vulnerable today. And there's only a few people that really know the depths of my story. Uh, I really haven't been public with that. A lot of reasons for that, but I know that it is time, and my husband and I are in agreement with this. And God had spoken to me very long ago that when I don't share our story, God doesn't get the glory. And so I share all of this not to, you know, tell on myself, to focus on myself or my husband or the dysfunction or the problems, but I really want to share this because there is hope and healing for any situation, even the deadest of situations. When God is involved, anything is possible for those who believe. So I'm going to share the process of what I did and the turning point and what really um, helped make a difference in changing the direction that our marriage was going. I grew up not wanting to be vulnerable. I thought being vulnerable was very weak, and I had these view, this view of myself that I had to be strong and in control and it was a big fat lie that was really keeping me down and depressed and from really thriving. So I'm going to share that to you or with you today. And if you have anyone that you know is struggling in their marriage or relationship, I would love for you to share this with them. Um, because marriage is just an example. 
whatever you're going through, this process is going to work. So that's where I want you to catch the truth of this versus the details of the story. So back in, it was Halloween of 2005. And my husband and I at the time had been married for 13 years. And we had moved 10 times in those 13 years of marriage. Uh, We dealt with infertility for 10 years. And we lived in five different states. So there was a lot of change, Um, career changes. My husband was not in the military. Everyone always asks. He was in sales, and he was climbing the corporate ladder of success. And so we would move. And I gave up my uh, six-figure sales career to become a stay-at-home mom. So there was a lot of change. And we did not know each other very well. We only dated two months and then got engaged and then got married six months later. I do not recommend that (laughs) for anyone, but that is my story. And um, we just dealt with a lot of issues, but we didn't really deal with the issues. We didn't know how to deal with our brokenness. The issues that we had stemming back from childhood, which everyone has, you know, we all have defining moments in our life, good and bad ones, and they greatly shape our identity and value. And we have to look at our hearts. And I always say marriage is hard work, but the hard work is the heart work. You have to do the heart work. You have to have that foundation. And even the Bible, your your heart is the key to being able to receive God's word, God's truth, his way, his life. So back to my story. My husband traveled Uh, He was in a national sales position, so he was gone 80% of the time. And I was bitter and angry because of all the moves, because he was never there. I have, you know, at the time I had three-year-old twin boys, and I just felt alone. Even though I was married, it was the loneliest time of my life. I felt abandoned. I felt disappointed. I had expectations of what our marriage was going to look like and, you know, being him being a father and a husband. And when that didn't come to pass, I was heartbroken. But instead of talking about it, I didn't know how to do that. And he didn't know how to do that. So what we did is we just hit it. We wore a facade that everything was great. And it wasn't. And I we both had broken hearts, but I was bitter and angry, but I didn't know how to process that. So I just became very controlling and very passive aggressive. Praise God, he can change us. So I lived one way and now I live another. But anyway, if you look at me now, you would think I would never get that from you, Lori. And that is the power, the transformational power of God. But anyway, back to my story. I, um, my husband would, would travel, and you know, once in a great while, I would go with him um, or meet him out on a trip at the end of his like trade show or whatever. And so that is what I had done. It was um, Halloween of 2005, and I met him out in Nevada for at the end of a trade show. And again, it was ironically Halloween, when a time where people were putting their 
fake costumes and facades on, and we were finally going to remove ours. And the day was a strange day, and I knew things weren't right. And I finally confronted him about some issues, and he just said to me, Lori, I can't live a lie anymore. I just can't do it. I am not in love with you, and I don't want to be married to you anymore. And I haven't given this much thought as to what's going to happen next. I just know I don't want this marriage any longer. And I'm just done. Now, while I was in shock to hear those words and angry and all of the other emotions, it really was not a complete surprise. We had been emotionally detached for years. We were just coexisting as roommates. We had so many years of hurt and pain that we had been avoiding and trying to shove them under the carpet. But finally, that pile had been way too high for us to ignore any longer. And at the news, I was flooded with so many thoughts and emotions and overwhelmed with pain and tears, fears and feeling like such a failure. Again, I was a very successful independent woman. And now my whole life has just come crumbling down. And I'm thinking, where do I go from here? What do I do next? How did I even get to this place? And oh my goodness, I have just messed up or we have just messed up our children's lives. And I felt like such a failure. And it's interesting that even though this was not a surprise, I all of a sudden felt something was taken away, and I had that sense of loss. And all of a sudden, my perspective started to shift. It was though a veil had been lifted, and now I noticed all the good things about him and all the bad things about me. For years, I had been hardening my heart towards him and magnifying all of the negative traits I had ignored all of his good traits for so long, and I also blamed him for so much. So many of my issues I put on him, and as a result, I had been cold and distant from him or distant from him for a long time, and I no longer had any dreams. I had so much disappointment and sadness, anger and bitterness. I had become numb isolated and depressed. And I realized I had become so negative and self-absorbed. My heart was hard. I didn't even like myself. And I was hurting like never before. And I desperately needed help. However, I had no clue where to begin. I don't know if you can relate to that. I don't know if you've ever had a situation whether it's a marriage or a family relationship or a friendship or a loss of a career. You know, right now we are going through such a sense of, so many people are going through a sense of loss. I just had a friend um, suddenly pass away and go to be with Jesus, and it was a shock. And how do you deal with those things? I knew I needed help, and I only could do was cry out to God. Now, I didn't really have a relationship with God. I knew about God. I had been saved for, 
you know, I don't know how many years at that point, 10 years. And it was more of a religion than anything. I was trying to do the Christian things, you know, go to church, read my Bible, do a Bible study. And I had a low level. I was in the shallows, let's just say. And now I am throwing myself into the deep end because I didn't know where else to turn. And I cried out to God and said, I need to know you, and I desperately need to become whole. I cried out to him for help. I knew he could rebuild our marriage, and he had the power to do it. I just didn't know deep down if I even wanted it. And I had to start doing the soul searching with questions like, what do I want? What do I really believe? Who am I? What is my purpose? What is my meaning? Who do I want to be? And then how do I get there? I don't know if you can relate, but I hope so, because these are all these questions we have. You know, what is the meaning of our life? What is our purpose? What is our calling? But in order to know those things, you have to know the one who created you, the living God. In Genesis 126, it says that we are created in the image of Elohim, which is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in his likeness, in his image, in his likeness. And so I knew when I returned home from that trip, I had a choice. I could go in the direction of the world's way. Again, I grew up in the world. I knew that way of relying on human reasoning, my own strength, my own understanding. Or I could search out God's way. And this began a whole new adventure for me because I knew I was in way over my head and I was drowning. And although I didn't know what to do, I did know deep down whom I needed to seek wisdom from. I needed God like never before, and I was not only responsible now for my own life, but that of my young twin boys. So I needed godly wisdom and counsel, and I knew in my heart that only he could help me and that he would bring people in my life to get me to where he wanted me to go. And so that day, I cried out to God like never before, and I said, Lord, show me. What do I need to do? What is this process? And so he was so faithful. Um, we were going to church, but we really weren't connected. It was a big church. And because we had relocated so many times and went to so many various churches, we never really felt like we had a, a church home when we were in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, again, this is 2005. And we basically just went to church and we tried to make connections. But, you know, when you wear facades and you're not authentic, it's very difficult to get very far with people. Again, your strength is in your vulnerability because people can't help you if you don't want help. So anyway, I had met originally with a pastor whom I didn't really know, and he gave me on, you know, some advice on what to do. He helped me look at the facts and be honest with myself about the state of our marriage and to have some discussions with Fred and to set boundaries. You know, that was helpful, but what I needed most was healing 
from my broken heart. My marriage was just the tip of the iceberg. What I needed was to go to the depths to discover what was hiding underneath that iceberg. What was I so fearful of, yet I knew I needed to look at? I knew I had a lot of issues that had not been dealt with or healed from for years. And now I was finally at a point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I just wanted to be healthy and whole. My main focus was really because of my young boys. And so I was determined to do whatever it took. And really, until you get to that place, until, you know, as long as you can live without God, you will. And it's interesting during a crisis situation that we turn to the Lord because he is our creator. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life that we desire. It's not religion. It's not the formula of do these things to get these things. It's to know him and the power of his resurrection in our life. And that was my heart's cry. I was actually at an appointment getting a chiropractic adjustment and my chiropractor, we had known each other, but not, you know, again, I lived a facade. So I always look like I'm fine. I got everything together, which was a big fat lie. And I was in her office that day and I just all of a sudden started crying. And I just said, I needed help. Do you know of any Christian counselor that I could go to? I knew the pastor. We didn't have a relationship with the pastors, and they were not going to help me. And I had tried counseling in the past, and that was like talking to a librarian and was not helpful. But I felt encouraged by my friend's recommendation and made an immediate appointment. And that was the first step. But then also, I had been going to a women's Bible study at a different church uh, called Coffee Break. And the large group was broken into smaller groups. So there was about eight of us in our little group. Now, I had been quiet. I did not talk very much. And I was very reserved. I had gotten good at covering up my pain. However, when I returned from my trip, um, from what had just happened, and they asked me how it went, I just lost it. I verbally vomited upon these women and disclosed my aching heart and my situation. Several of them, you know, their mouths were wide open and they had they were so shocked to hear all that I had kept in me for so long and they were speechless. And although I was a blubbering mess, it finally felt so good to release that pain that I had been living for so many years. And I didn't feel judged or condemned, but I felt safe in their love and acceptance. And afterwards, two women came and specifically prayed with me, and I will never forget their love and their faith. They prayed with me like I had never heard before. They prayed for me, my husband, my kids. And then they thanked God for the miracle he was going to do in our marriage. And I thought... How can you pray this way? Did you not just hear that my husband wants a divorce? But I received their prayer and thought, okay, anything is possible with God. I believe, help me overcome my unbelief, right? So that group became a lifeline to me. They helped me not only cover, they covered me with love and prayer, but they also helped keep me accountable to be in the word 
to give me life and hope and help walk beside me as I got my heart healed. And I had been running from God for so many years as I thought he was always disappointed with me based on my performance. I was so conscious of all the wrong things that I did and that I was taught and believed for so long, such as, you know, God couldn't be uh, in the presence of sinners or that I was just, you know, this sinner saved by grace. But I didn't know him, nor did I trust God. And you can't trust someone you don't know. So I finally hit rock bottom. And although I thought I had hit it a few times before, I can honestly say this was it. And I could only look up. There was no more self-understanding or reliance to stand upon. And I was hungry to know God. And looking back, this was the best thing that could have happened to me. I finally started to come to the end of myself. You know, God's kingdom is about losing yourself to find your true identity, which is only in Christ. Jesus said it's when we lose our, our self, our life, our self-reliance, our, our way of thinking and doing and, and human reasoning, that we're going to really find that life, which is Zoe, the God quality kind of life, which is only found through a relationship with him. So God has given you free will and the power to focus. So what I did was I chose to focus on him. And I'm going to read something from my journal. And if you don't journal, I highly recommend it. I do a lot of um, one-on-one coaching calls with, with women. And the first thing I'm going to tell you is you've got to journal. You've got to process. Women are very verbal, and we have to process. And by getting it down on paper, you're getting it out of yourself. But the beautiful thing is you'll start to see that actually God speaks through you. So you have to get your focus on on God. And that is what the journaling started to do for me. And this was only within two weeks. Now, I experienced radical change. And I've said in my previous podcast that you can have as much of God as you want. You can go as deep as you're willing to do. You know, Isaiah 119 says, basically, he who is willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. And that good means that fat portion, the cream of the crop, the best of the best. And so I finally had a willing heart. Two things, my focus and my willing heart. I was finally at a place where I wanted God to heal my heart. And through counseling once a week and just getting raw and finally being honest for the first time with myself and with someone else, And then also having people pray for me and getting in the word. And I chose to focus my attention on God and not my husband, not my situation, not my kids. I chose to fix my eyes on Jesus. And I wanted to live by faith, not by sight, not by my problems. And I wanted truth to replace the lies because I had so many lies I had built upon. And we'll talk about that later on. I call it the great exchange process. But I had to get, I had to assess where I was at. So let me just read this from my journal, because this is powerful. 
I said, I am in the biggest storm of my life. I choose to look to Christ to protect, comfort, and empower me. I will take hold of Jesus and fix my eyes on him. I will see the joy that I have been longing for. I have been trying to do everything on my own for so long, and it's been so difficult, lonely, and sad. This is not what God has intended for me. He has been calling me to lean upon and depend solely upon him. I have been looking to Fred to fill too many voids in my life. I have missed my best friend, and now it's time to see how Jesus can be my best friend. I have tried to change my husband, and it has only pushed him away further. I am the one who must change. I want to change. So, Lord, help me. I must first pray before I speak to control my emotions and pain. God, I want radical change. Only you can change someone, yet they must first want to do so. It's free will. So I repent of trying to change Fred. I can only pray for him and trust you to work on his heart. I will not worry about what will happen with Fred or our marriage. I will now only focus on changing the way I think by feeding your truths, God. I repent of not making you my number one priority. I will now focus on getting to know you through your word and having a personal relationship with you. I humble myself before you, and I release Fred and my marriage to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me your way, your truth, your life. And then a week later, that was on 11-11-2005, and just one, actually six days later, and I read this yesterday. This is where we can actually prophesy over ourselves. But because my heart was so willing and journaling really helped me, I actually prophesied. And now I had no idea. Like I didn't even know how the, who the Holy Spirit was. I didn't even know that I could operate in gifts. I thought the Holy Spirit would come and go like he did in the Old Testament. I had no clue. I only knew really two-thirds of the Godhead. But I wrote something on 11-17-2005, and I read this yesterday and didn't recognize the date, but I actually prophesied over myself. I said, I will have a ministry, and the boys, boys will grow up in the church and know God deeply and intimately. I want to help others get set free. I want to help them know the joy and the freedom that only Jesus can bring. How powerful is that? That just blessed me when I read that. But the key was, in a season of drought, I tilled up the soil of my heart by uncovering lies and really turned to, to God. And I prepared for what was to come, that rainy season. I believe it. I believed it. I wrote it out and spoke it, and I took action. And that is what we have to do right now. Wherever you're at, whatever season you're going through, the key is to fix your eyes and focus on having that personal, deep relationship with a God who created you who knows you, who wants to give you meaning and significance and value and purpose. 
but it's up to us to allow our hearts to be open and to say, Lord, change me. You know, I read The Power of the Praying Wife. Someone had given me um, for my Bible study The uh, Power of the Praying Wife. Again, this was in 2005, 11, 2005. And the very first thing, it's, you know, she wants to change her husband, but the Lord's like, no, you need to change. And when I read that, I'm like, yes, that's it. I've been trying to have him change, but I'm the one that really needed to change. And I dove into that process of allowing God to transform me. And the beautiful thing was it happened quickly. Now, again, it's a seed time and harvest. But what happened was my husband saw significant changes in me. You know, it says in Proverbs 13, 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. I had had so much hopelessness, and I was so disappointed, and my heart literally was sick. But as I started to uncover the pain and hurts of my past and my wrong toxic beliefs and patterns and thoughts, my heart started to open, and God's word then could become my reality. And it became a tree of life for me. And in uh, 1 Peter 3, verses 1 and 2, let me read this to you. It says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct. Now, I didn't know that scripture. I didn't really know much word at this time in 2005. But later on, the Lord showed me that is what I did. I took my eyes off of my husband. I put them on Jesus to be conformed into his image, to know his way, his truth, and his life. My husband saw that, and then he wanted that for himself. He wanted the joy and the freedom and the victory that I was experiencing. I became a nice person. He actually enjoyed being around me. And he started to see how I treated him. And I was kind to him, even though he was not being kind, let me just say. But that is what the word will do. It will transform us from the inside out. It's not by doing things that we change. It's by having our heart uncovered and getting healed. And only Jesus can do that. You know, I had tried the power of positive thinking for all the years. And, you know, I had all the sales training and all the world's training, but it didn't do anything but condemn me. But when I truly got honest with God and to seek him, to know his true nature and character, and then to discover who I am in him, to know my true nature and identity, and I took the eyes off of my husband and my life and put it on following Jesus, surrendering to his love, and I experienced his unconditional love that set me free. Let me just say, if you're going through a difficult relationship right now, whether it's a marriage or sense of loss or whatever you're going through. First of all, know that you're going through. Get in Psalms, especially Psalm 23. 
The Lord is your shepherd, and he wants to guide you and lead you through what seems like death and to bring you out into those places of life and life in abundance. So I just want to pray for you real quick. Father God, I just thank you for my friends who are listening, and I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would open up the eyes of their understanding, that they would seek God first, his righteousness, his ways, his truth, his life, and then all these other things are added to them. And I thank you, Father, that as they seek you, they will find you. As they knock the doors open to you, if they ask, they receive, because you're such a good and loving God. And so we just thank you, Father. I pray they get a deep understanding of your love for them today, because faith works through love, and you are love. So I pray that they have an encounter with your love today that will cause radical change in their life, in the lives of others. You are the healer. You are the redeemer. And if you did it for us, you'll do it for them. We did not, by the way, I probably should tell you if you don't know my story, we did not get divorced. We were separated for uh, six months, and God just did a miracle in my heart first and then my husband's. And we ended the divorce proceedings, and we reconciled, and we've been married now 29 years. So there'll be more about our story here in the future, but um, there is hope. There is healing. And God can take any mess and make it a miracle. Make it a message. Give your trial, make your trial become a triumph and that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, not loving our lives to the death, it says in Revelation. So I pray this blesses you, my friend. And one of the ways that you can really help me out is by sharing this podcast. My desire is to disciple and share the gospel and advance God's kingdom in every way that I can. And the podcast is a form of that. So if you could do me a favor and share this with as many people as possible, tag my photo and tag me on Instagram or Facebook at Lori K. Snyder. It's L-O-R-I-K-A-Y-S-N-Y-D-E-R. Also, too, another way is if you want to partner with our nonprofit discipleship ministry to advance God's kingdom to share the love of God and the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. So we would love for you to partner with that, and that would be at lauriksnyder.com slash partner, and I will put all of that in the show notes. Until next time, I pray God's blessing upon you.